Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. Saturday, July 1st, 2017, and welcome to episode number 61 of the WCWUS Radio Network's weekly review show. This is WCWUS Power Hour. I'm, of course, once again, Mr. WCWUS Chad Hinshaw, back on the line here with you. Uh, right now, I'm flying a little bit solo here, trying to, of course, bring in some of our folks here in the panel way too tough to handle here in the radio network. Uh, hopefully, we'll have some more come on here uh Pop on here momentarily. Of course, as we always do here um, every Saturday afternoon, of course, we talk about what went on here during all of our shows here on the radio network here during the past week. Plus, also, we'll be bringing you the rest in history, uh, week, rest in history here for today. 
as well as, of course, give you an update on the number of downloads according to TalkShoe.com as to what we, what we, um, see if anyone did actually, if anyone did that, make any downloads to, for into any of our shows here this past week. <clears throat> if you want to chime in on anything we do have to talk about here today, please feel free to give us a call here as always. 1-724-444-7444, call ID 141-364-POUNDS. Press that one if you want to chime in on anything that we do have to talk about here uh, this afternoon with episode number 61 of Power Hour. Let's go ahead and start things off here with our week, with our wrestling history here for today. Uh, we do have quite a bit to talk about in the history here today. Um, some interesting stuff that had that took place here, of course, the first day of the seventh month of the year, of course, the month of July. Let's go ahead and see what. Let's go ahead and see what all, all the different activities that took place on this day here, July first. And this one, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to first start it off with some rare footage here, and I will explain. We'll definitely explain what this situation, what this, what this pertains to, in this moment. But first, let's play this video. And uh, they give you a good idea. This footage took place actually. Um, this announcement was made, of course, by um, at the time, of course, uh, legendary wrestling announcer for WCW, and of course, also a recent guest of the WCWS Radio Network, Gary Michael Capetta. That the that Ric Flair. This was back in July of 1991. Ric Flair was stripped of the WCW World Title, but the reason given was because due to contractual disputes. Uh, 
<clears throat> and let's go ahead and uh, that was, that's a good segue to, get, to go right into, of course, our first moment in history. 26 years ago today, like I said, 1991, NWA and WCW World Heavyweight Champion Ric Flair leaves WCW after he and the company come to an impasse on a new contract. Whether Flair was fired or if he quit depends on who was telling the story. The story, this is a story as it was presented in the Baltimore Sun, out of course, at Baltimore, Maryland, on July the 3rd, two days later, of course, in 1991. The story goes just like this. He didn't lose a loser-leave town match. He didn't go down for the count. It wasn't caught with a foreign object. But make no mistake, Nature Boy Ric Flair no longer is champion of Ted Turner's World Championship Wrestling. He was fired. Flair said he was stripped of his coveted gold because he refused a new contract that would have cut his pay to more than half. Flair, who has been WCW champion and a main event villain for most of the past 10 years, said the group asked him to take a drastic, quotation marks, cut from his $780,000 salary by immediately signing a two-year contract. Flair, at the time, of course, was 40 years old. His real name is Richard Flair, would not comment on what was offered. A source said it was about $350,000 a year. That's a figure the jet flying limousine riding son of a gun found most inappropriate. I didn't. I don't know how they could possibly expect me to accept their offer. Flair said yesterday from his home in Charlotte, North Carolina. Imagine a baseball manager walking up to Jose Canseco and saying, "Jose, tomorrow we're going to cut your check in half." Would they expect him to say, "Oh, fine"? Flair said his attorney, Dennis Guthrie, was notified Monday that WCW would terminate his contract August 1st, using a provision that allows WCW to end the contract with 30 days' notice. The group already had stopped booking him. WCW announced Flair's firing during a television taping Monday in Macon, Georgia, that will air at 6.05 p.m. Saturday on TBS. WCW Executive Vice President Jim Hurd was in New York yesterday and unavailable for comment. He said in a statement similar to the one he used for the TV taping that WCW was unable to agree upon a mutually satisfactory contractual relationship with Flair and a new champion would be crowned July 14th at the Great American Match pay-per-view show in Baltimore. Blake Luger, who briefly played football for the University of Miami in the late 70s, was scheduled to wrestle Flair in the main event. He will face Barry Windham for the vacant title. Flair said... He doesn't know where he's headed. One possibility is the rival World Wrestling Federation. After all, he is a free agent. I'm stunned, Flair said. I just talked to her two weeks ago, and he said I'd be there the rest of my life. They all had always called me their flagship wrestler. <clears throat> so that was the story that took place back in 1991. And now we ask, so how did we get here? And here's the story, ladies and gentlemen. It came down to Flair's relationship with Jim Hurd, who was named executive vice president of WCW following the sale of Jim Crockett Promotions to Turner Broadcasting and subsequent rebranding. Prior to Hurd being thrusted to, in the top role of the second biggest wrestling company in the world, he was a station manager for KPLR-TV in St. Louis, the station that broadcasted the long-running series Wrestling at the Chase. More recently, Hurd was a regional manager for Pizza Hut. In February 1990, Flair was removed from his duties as the head booker for WCW, primarily over his issues in wanting to deliver on the promise to Sting to be the, 
wanting to deliver on the promise to Sting to be the man to defeat him for the NWA world title. Heard wanted Lex Luger to be that man. Over the next year, Flair's business relationship with Heard went from contentious to downright toxic. Though Flair was just a few months into his 40s, he was very much still WCW's and the NWA's, by extension, most valuable wrestler. Heard didn't quite see Flair's value to the company and wanted wanted to phase him out of the main event. More so, he wanted to repackage Flair as Spartacus, like the warrior of the same name. That's not all. Heard wanted to rip Flair's expensive contract, one that paid $700,000 per annum, and cut his pay in half. In fact, the two-year deal he was presented would have paid him $600,000 total. In addition, Flair would have likely given up his creative control in his new deal. Needless to say, Flair turned it down. When Flair was accused of holding out for more money by Heard, Rick then offered to drop the world title to Barry Windham at a TV taping in Macon, Georgia. Flair felt that Windham deserved at least a token run as champion. Windham would drop the, drop it to Luger at the Great American Bash. It looked to be a done deal, except it wasn't. On the morning of the taping, Flair's lawyers were sent a fax. It was a termination notice. Flair was fired from WCW because he refused to sign the contract he was offered. Rick was stripped of the title, and Doug Dillinger, WCW's head of security at the time, was coming to repossess the belt on the company's behalf. And therein lies the problem. Flair was the WCW world champion, sure, but he was also the NWA world champion. The WCW began to promote its own world championship earlier in the year. He who was a WCW, WCW world champion was also the NWA world champion. <clears throat> and with Dean, the champion came possession of its title belt. At, at this time, that was the famous big gold belt. But nobody possesses, possesses NWA's world title belt for free. All NWA world champions were required to put down a $25,000 deposit. The idea, dating back to the earliest days of the conglomerate, was that upon winning the belt, the champion would put down the deposit so they don't take take off with it to some other promotion. In exchange, their deposit plus any interest accrued over their title reign would be returned to them upon losing the title. Flair, a long-standing and often long-reigning champion, never opted to get that deposit back previously, seeing that the NWA went back to him often for world title runs, eight times total, if you're wondering, and that's counting only recognized runs. With Flair done with WCW and the NWA, it was finally time to collect on that deposit plus interest, which came out to be about $38,000, over $68,000 a day when adjusted for inflation. Heard, still salty over Flair turning down the offer, refused to pay him what he was owed. In Flair's mind, if he wasn't getting the deposit back, the belt was his legally. In theory, Flair, who was still NWA world champion, could have gone to any other NWA affiliate and defended the title. Meanwhile, as fans chanted, we want Flair at WCW house shows, the company tried to bring their biggest star back into the fold, even offering them a one-year deal worth $750,000 just a week after he was fired. It was a token offer, mainly done to cover Turner legally. WCW firing Flair for turning down a pay cut was not considered probable cause, but the damage was done. The reigning NWA and WCW World Heavyweight Champion was gone, and as of August the 1st, he was an unrestricted free agent. Flair discussed the situation in the Definitive Ric Flair Collection DVD in 2003. 
And here's what Flair had to say. Jim Hurd lied to me about my contract. He called me in Daytona and said, I want you to lose the title. They wanted me to lose the title to Lex Luger. I said, no, no way. You promised it to Sting. Jim Hurd went, I don't care what I promised Sting. I said, I do, and I'm keeping my word to him. We had spent all this time building Sting up, and he was ready to be the champion now. I just said, I'm not doing it with Luger, and that's all there is to it. I said, I'd be more than happy to send you my contract. He said, you're not holding me up. I said, I'm not holding you up. I'm holding you to your word. And I already had an opportunity to come up here again. I called him back, and I said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm not waiting to Baltimore, but I'll fly home for my vacation, and I'll come to TV in Columbus next week, and I'll lose the title to Barry Windham. He said, well, why Barry? I said, because Barry deserves it. And he said, let me think about that. So I got on a plane, left my family, flew to Charlotte, packed my bag, and he called me on the phone and said, just forget about it. I'm sending Doug Dillinger over to get the belt. And I said, you better send a check for $25,000 plus interest, but that's how much deposit I've got in the belt, which I never got back. And he said, F you. And I said, it ain't F me, it's F you. Then I called Vince. Doug knocked on my door and said, sorry, Doug, he already... He already knew. Doug and I were friends. He didn't like Jim Hurd either. Nobody did. So I called Vince, and I said, I'm ready to come. And he said, really? And I said, yeah, and I got the belt, too. So that's the way it went down. Two days later, the announcement was made at a WCW house show in East Rutherford, New Jersey, for a chorus of booze. That's actually in the video we just played. Without big gold in their position, a new championship belt was in the works, but not ready in time for the pay-per-view. The company used a makeshift belt for the Great American Bash. As the plan, as was the plan all along, Lex Luger defeated Barry Windham for the WCW World Title. But Flair continued to be recognized as the NWA World Champion. Flair's WWF debut would be teased for the remainder of the summer, most notably when future manager Bobby Heenan teased Flair's debut while holding the big gold belt. Rick officially signed the WWF on September the 5th with his in-ring and television debut happening four days later. Flair had mailed the big gold belt to Vincent Mann. That's the reason the belt appeared weeks before he did. Just a day before his debut, Flair was stripped of the NWA World Championship, making the title vacant for the first time since his inception in 1948. As it turned out, though Flair was contending he was gifted the big gold by Jim Crockett Jr., the belt was exactly his to keep. After a late 1991 lawsuit between WCW and Flair, the company got their belt back, and Flair got a cash settlement. Believed to be more than the 38000 he was owed, Flair would win the WWF title twice in 1992, the first of which was, was, of which was as a result of winning the Royal Rumble match. He returned to WCW in February 1993 and would remain with the company until it sailed to the WWF in March of 2001. As for the NWA world title, it would remain vacant until August 1992 when Masahiro Chono defeated Ravishing Rick Rude in the G1 Climax final to win the, to win the title. Rick would hold the NWA world title one last time in July 1993. That'd be Rick Flair. That September, Flair was stripped of the title again when WCW withdrew from the National Wrestling Alliance. That vacancy was famously filled by Shane Douglas in August 1994, who promptly vacated the title when Eastern Championship Wrestling withdrew from the NWA. After going 42 years without a vacancy, the NWA World, NWA, excuse me, world title had been vacated three times in as many years. As for Jim Hurd, 
He never recovered from the critical backlash he received from fans and wrestlers alike for letting WCW's franchise player go. On January 8, 1992, just over six months to the day, he fired Flair, and less than two weeks before Rick won the WWF title, Heard resigned. 33 years ago today, put it in that at 1984. Let's see. That's right, yes. In Atlanta, Georgia, Ron Garvin defeated Jake Roberts to win the NWA World TV title. On the same show, the spoiler de- defeated Brad Armstrong to win the NWA National Heavyweight title. 18 years ago today, we put it in 1999, WWF announces on their website that they have signed Chris Jericho to a multi-year contract. Here's how here's how it how it all went down as told in the July 10th 1999 issue of Pro Wrestling Torch. Chris Jericho signed a multi-year contract with the WWF last week. A decision the WWF proudly announced on their website. WCW turns out didn't aggressively pursue Jericho. Jericho's current WCW contract, which expires July 27th, pays him $225,000 a year. WCW last fall put Jericho on a priority list of seven wrestlers whose contracts were coming due before the end of 1999. They were planned to offer him a raise to $450,000 a year for three years. It was the same deal that they planned to offer Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, and Dean Malenko, all of whom renewed with WCW months ago. All three had been making $250,000 a year. As this standard, Jericho gave his 90-day notice at the end of April, which made it legal for him to negotiate with the WWF. The WWF was excited about the prospects of signing Jericho, but whether they would be able to put in a competitive bid was in question. The WWF's downside guarantee pay structure for a wrestler at Jericho's level would slot him around $350,000. Granted, he would have an opportunity to make more <clears throat> make more than that if he becomes a featured performer and avoids injury. But in a worst-case scenario, he could make less than the initial WCW offer. There's no reliable word on what WCW's final offer to Jericho was. Apparently, Jericho signed with the WWF in great part because WCW didn't have, give the impression resigning him was a priority. Jericho is widely regarded as a potential future superstar, but given how disorganized WCW is and given the political climate that prevents talent from being utilized to their potential, Jericho's best chance best chance that long-term stardom is in the WWF. He will get that chance when he debuts, probably in early August. There has been a lot of talk that Jericho is the next Shawn Michaels. Jericho is shorter than the average wrestler. This man targets as a main eventer. With his in-ring skill, mic skill, quick wit, enthusiasm for the business, and market, marketable looks apparently make him an exception to McMahon's rule. He isn't remarkably different in height from Ken Shamrock, the WWF also hopes to build into a main event heel. Rather than a, than a Shawn Michaels role, Jericho may be more effective in, a, in an obnoxious heel role similar to Roddy Piper in the mid-'80s. The Jericho's pit segment might take full advantage of his personality where he would interact with wrestlers on a weekly, in a weekly ratings drawing segment, perhaps a staple to the, of the new UPN show. To cover the waiting period of his, for his debut, they promoted him via a countdown to the millennium clock that played on all WWF programming. The countdown would not expire until shortly after 10 p.m. on August 9th, the time and date of Jericho's WWF debut. Though he struggled in his early months, he would go on to a moderately successful, successful career, winning every championship available in the company, 
most notably the Intercontinental Championship, a company record nine times, the World Heavyweight Championship three times, the WCW World Heavyweight Championship twice during the Invasion Era, and also becoming the first WWF Undisputed Champion in December of 2001. Fifteen years ago today, put it at 2002, on Raw from Manchester, New Hampshire, The Undertaker defeated Jeff Hardy to retain the undisputed WWE title. The bout was nominated for Raw Match of the Decade at the Raw 10th Anniversary Special in 2003 and in the lead-up to Raw 1000 in July of 2012. The match was selected the fifth best in the show's history. Fourteen years ago today, put it in 2003, at a SmackDown taping in Rochester, New York, Team Angle, Shelton Benjamin, and Charlie Haas defeated Eddie Guerrero and Tajiri to win the WWE Tag Team titles. Eight years ago today, put it at 2009, WWE signs Serena Deeb to a developmental deal. She joins the main roster about six months later as a converted audience member of the Straight Edge Society. Deeb is released in August 2010, allegedly for not living out her gimmick in public. Eight, also eight years ago today, like I said, in 2009, extreme pro wrestling owner Rob Zakari, a.k.a. also known as Rob Black, and his wife, Jared Romano, a.k.a. Lizzie Borden, were sentenced to a year and a day in federal prison and two years of supervised probation. The sentence comes three months after pleading guilty to one count of conspiracy to distribute obscene materials. The couple was indicted in August 2003 for selling graphic pornography through the mail and the Internet and sending said materials to a post office box in the Pittsburgh area. The federal investigation of the couple and their company, Extreme Associates, the parent company of XPW, came after a 2002 film featuring his wife and simulated rape scenes was profiled on the PBS show Frontline. Had the couple stood trial and were found guilty, they could have been fined up to $5 million and sentenced to a maximum of 50 years in prison. Zaccardi regained ownership of XPW in 2012 from Big Vision Entertainment. He first sold it in 2004. And through a couple of reunion shows were done, a planned reboot has never materialized. Five years ago today, <clears throat> Lauren Williams, which was out in 2012, Lauren Williams, best known to wrestling fans as Angelina Love, announces via Twitter that she had requested and has been granted her release from the company. Here is her following statement. To all my wonderful fans, just want to let you know that I've been granted my release from TNA. I was completely amicable, pardon of ways. I want to thank TNA and all of its employees for the wonderful journey I've had there over the years. Now I'm on to the next major chapter in my life. If you're looking to book me, please contact John at john at spectacularsignings.com. Thank you so much. Of course, Williams didn't stay gone. Didn't stay gone. She returned to the company in March 2014. She found love during this run, dating and eventually marrying Wesley Richards, also known as Davy Richards. Angelina gave birth to the couple's first child, David Vincent Richards, in March of last year. Today, we have a birthday here today. Happy 35th birthday to Carmela Danielle Garcia, also born, but born Carmela de Cesare. The 2004 Playboy Playman of the Year was the subject of a lot of controversy controversy during her brief time in WWE. She was a contestant on the Raw Diva Search, finishing first runner-up to Christy Hemme. 
Despite not winning the competition and not being very well liked among the locker room, she was signed on to the company but did not last long. She was released following Taboo Tuesday in October. In 2007, DeCesar married NFL quarterback Jeff Garcia. The couple had four children together. Today, Carmela is the vice president of Garcia's charity, the Garcia Pass It On Foundation. We also have a very celebrity birthday here today. Today is a happy 50th birthday to Pamela Denise Anderson, the Canadian-born actress, model, producer, author, activist, has appeared on more Playboy covers than any model ever with 14, including their last ever nude issue released in December 2015. The magazine has since reversed course on this, restoring nudity to its issues earlier this year. The wrestling connection, of course, Pamela was the big selling point for the 1995 Royal Rumble and WrestleMania 11. Originally scheduled to valet for Royal Rumble winner Shawn Michaels, she valeted instead for WWF champion at the time, Diesel. Interesting side note, Anderson is, believe it or not, Canada's centennial baby, being the first baby born on the 100th anniversary of the country's founding. And ladies and gentlemen here, uh, hmm. ladies and gentlemen, that's pretty much all we have right there. Uh, Some pretty interesting, uh, pretty interesting things there indeed of course the Rick, big the Rick Flair thing was obviously the biggest things of them all uh, of course happy birthday to Carmela De Cesare the, uh, Carmela Garcia now uh, and also happy birthday to Pamela Anderson today 50 years old she does not the JT would say God bless her she does not look she does not look like it at all uh, but happy birthday 50th birthday to her as well so, ladies and gentlemen, there's your birthdays here for today, and history and birthdays for July the 1st right there. And and we'll, of course, like I said, have tomorrow's birthday during our promotions uh, tomorrow night here in the radio network. 1724-444-7444, call ID 141-364-POUND. This is episode number 61 of WWS Power Hour. This is Saturday, July 1st, 2017. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, I am Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you. We still have not heard from anyone else here in our network or not, so I'm just flying it solo. So we may be, it may be a little. The show may not last a whole, the full hour as as we as we predicted, but we'll let you know here. Of course, like I said, we'll we'll definitely be talking here for a few minutes, um, big time. So. Just bear with us here, of course, ladies and gentlemen, as we do now start running down all the shows here in the radio network here for this past week. Of course, we have some great stuff that we talked about. Uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll start off with WWS Raw Radio <clears throat> this past Monday. Of course, we uh, <clears throat> I will go ahead and t- I will go ahead and mention uh, uh, Raw Radio did celebrate, of course, in awesome with this 99th episode. Of course, a lot of moments were discussed. Uh, from Raw Radio, um, unfortunately, I did not. I was unable to make it on there myself to 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 uh, talk about it. But Raw Radio, of course, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we do review Monday Night Raw. Um, but there was a lot of great moments here 
Uh, of course, the Iceman, J.D. Jeremy Geronimo, and the Human Suppress Machine, John Gross. Of course, GMWO, Gerard Smith coming in, of course, to help even help uh, help uh, keep everything afloat, of course. Uh, Raw Radio, of course, great show indeed, of course, continued success and all. And, of course, we'll talk more about uh, what will happen um, this coming Monday, but, of course, they will be celebrating a milestone here the day before the 4th of July. So I should catch Raw Radio uh, every Monday afternoon, 138744-pound, from 3 to 5 p.m. Next up here, ladies and gentlemen, of course, our Double Dose Part 1. We, of course, first I'll bring you WWS Wrestling Revisited, as the Iceman, uh, Jerry Geronimo, did take care of matters uh, uh, by him. I did believe he actually did that show solo. Also, of course, we have, uh, we did talk about, of course, what happened a little bit about what happened uh, on Raw this past Monday, as well as, of course, a little bit about talking about a little bit about what was going to take place on SmackDown, giving his thoughts and opinions on everything as well. Uh, so, all in all, that was I did I did go back in here myself. It was a great show. Uh, be sure, like I said, to join King W.O. and the Iceman <clears throat> this coming Tuesday Tuesday evening from seven to eight. Of course, call the one three nine nine two six pound or WWUS Wrestling Revisited. Ladies and gentlemen, I do have to take a little bit of a breather right now, so please enjoy our opening song that we played for you here earlier, uh, which was the song America by Neil Diamond. I will be back here in a couple minutes.
apologies for the delay there, ladies and gentlemen. You heard a little bit of the Battle Hymn of the Republic there as well, but uh, thank you for holding right there indeed. I'll skip back into it here. Uh, <clears throat> episode 61 of WWS Power Hour, 1724-444-7444. This is Saturday, July 1st, 2017. Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw here back with you. Uh, like I said, uh, let me see, Tuesday night, so we did talk about wrestling revisited. Uh, of course, the next, the next thing, of course, we did bring up was WWS Revolution, of course, for Tuesday night. Uh, of course, we did, we did talk about, in general, about what took place on Monday Night Raw. In addition to bringing you, of course, as always, all wrestling news and views. Uh, also, John brought us the wrestling history and birthdays here for Tuesday night. Like we said, uh, as a JD and John did bring their uh, their thoughts and opinions on what happened on Raw. Uh, there were some big time big time moments there. Indeed, of course, our live video feed uh, took place. It was during it was on like I said WWS NXTNG Video Vault. <clears throat> so if, uh, definitely can go back and watch that video there. Uh, we in the meantime just simply. Uh, there's a few little pieces of wrestling trivia, and uh, and uh, like I said, just 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 like I said, talked about uh, what could possibly happen with uh, with uh, SmackDown Live. Or we did bring up one key moment, which I will bring up here in just a few moments as to what happened Tuesday night on SmackDown Live. But we'll wait and I'll wait and talk about that here in the next part here about Wednesday's edition of Revolution. So Tuesday, every Tuesday night, of course, from 9 to 11, call ID 138055-POUND. Of course, the Mothership Broadcast, WWS Revolution, so you be sure not to miss that here. Our special 4th of July edition will be coming up here this Tuesday night, so it'll be, we'll talk more about that here during our promo tomorrow night. <clears throat> Next up, ladies and gentlemen, our Triple Threat Wednesday. Uh, now, I will go ahead and mention, of course, there was a little bit of a difference here this week. Uh, um, we did. I did receive word pr- about an hour and a half prior to to the airing of episode 59 of Outside the Ropes uh, from the Ice Band, Jerry DiGirolamo, that he was not going to be able to make it. His grandfather, uh, 99 years old, had taken a, had suddenly uh, gotten uh, severely ill uh, from a bout with pneumonia, and also, of course, to make to make it a little bit worse, he also uh, had a bad falling spell as well. And, of course, discussing with the Iceman, of course, I posted a video on the Entertainment Cavalcade page here earlier this week stating that we would have to pre that we'd have to preempt episode 59 of Outside the Ropes, and we will talk more about that here momentarily. We did actually postpone it until last night about, an, <clears throat> about from 7 to 8, of course, before Friday's edition of Revolution. So outside the ropes, we'll talk about that in just a couple of minutes. Uh, next up, of course, from 8 to 9, of course, WWS Wrestling Debate. Uh, I do know that uh, <clears throat> I believe Gerard and JD did pop on, of course, talking about what happened on Raw, what happened on SmackDown. There was a lot of big-time moments here. Uh, definitely, of course, talked about with what happened on uh, what happened on SmackDown. Of course, there was a lot of big-time debates about that and, and other moments, key moments here that took place. So all in all, it was a great discussion and debate here, of course, from King Ice. And they, once again, will be coming back, of course, this Wednesday night from 8 to 9. Call ID 139-925-POUND. <clears throat> and do more discussion and more debating 
Hopefully there's was some more guests popping on. But like I said, WWUS Wrestling Debate, call ID 139-925-POUND. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, of course, WWS Revolution. We're back on on Wednesday night. Uh, of course, we had our live video feed from WWS Dynasty. Uh, we also, of course, talked about what happened on SmackDown Live in addition to our rest of the news and views and history and birthdays. Uh, we also did a few more uh, pieces of wrestling trivia. Um, all in all, it was a, it was a great show. Uh, Revolution, of course, every Wednesday night, 138055 pounds from 9 to 11 p.m. This past Thursday night, uh, once again, Top Heel Inc. was preempted, so we did not have an episode of Top Heel. But <clears throat> we'll hope to have one again here next, next Thursday night. Of course, call ID 140562 pounds. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, of course, it was a very entertaining and unbelievable episode 105 of NWO Wolfpack. As we, uh, of course, talked about uh, um, some more about what took place earlier in the week with Raw and SmackDown. Also, of course, talked about in our uh, wrestling um, our uh, wrestling, uh, of course, news and views and also our history and birthdays. But one key aspect of, of, of Thursday's history report was quite interesting, ladies and gentlemen. And it was a big-time topic of discussion, not only on Thursday night, but it was on last night's revolution as well, and we'll talk more about that here in a minute. About 17 years ago, Thursday, it was started at a, from someone involved with a, a wrestling promotion in Japan. Apparently, was a was a kind of a what they were refer, being referred to what they referred to it as a comedic championship called the DDT Iron Man Heavy Metal Weight Title. This belt. Basically, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, of course, I did put up the Wikipedia file in the WWS Wiki Files page. You definitely got to check that out. Um, basically, this belt was was following the same aspect that the original WWF Hardcore title followed, in where it could be it could be uh, defended 24/7 as long as there was a referee employed by that promotion <clears throat> present. Uh, what made this weird was that not only did actual wrestlers hold on to this championship, uh, in the 17-year history of this belt, there have been, over, according to the Wikipedia page, have been over almost 1,300 uh, different champions in, this, in a 17-year reign, uh, mostly taking place in 10-man title royals, uh, but in life, not only did wrestlers hold on to this belt, but civilians, like audience members, fans, children, animals, and even inanimate objects. Uh, some of the some of the objects include, I think, uh, a ladder held a uh, different ladder, uh, an actual ladder held, held it by three different times, three different ones, I should say, held it once at once a piece. Uh, uh, WWE owner Vince McMahon star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame was the champion. Uh, a truck used to haul the ring for one of the, one of the big time promotions in Japan was the champion. Uh, um, well, sex blow up dolls, stuffed animals. Uh, um,
Uh, let me see. Even, ladies and gentlemen, and of course, it's noted in the Wikipedia page. This was the this was this was the this was the one thousandth reign of this belt. It was the belt itself that was actually, that was considered the champion. This right here, like I said, this, like I said, was we talked about some big time. We talked about this big time here, and it just went absolutely crazy. We repeated the story about three different times. Of course, uh, between myself and of course I did mention once again the JD and John, and of course Gerard did come on Wolfpack, and I did we did tell him about it. Uh, but. You know, I'm sure this this or this I'm sure this has been read about many many times. There's a picture of the belt uh, on the Revolution Radio Facebook page, and even some well-known wrestlers that we have talked about who have been actually part of WWE and TNA and all of them throughout time has been has has held the belt, including actually two actual tag teams, uh, Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian. The Addiction held the belt by, with held the belt held the belt. Um, they were, it, was, it was like a co-champion thing. The Young Bucks even held the belt here for uh, one occasion. Uh, even though the Super there by some MVP to Chris Masters to Scott, even we read, I'll go more in detail a little bit later, but Scott Hall was considered one. Um, It was just it's it's very very neat, ladies and gentlemen. But it, we got a real good laugh out of all of this during the history report here. So it was, it was Wolfpack was a great show. So uh, like I said, be sure go back and go back and listen to that episode. Uh, uh, this, um, like I said, and like I said, Wolfpack is every Thursday night from nine to eleven. Call ID one three eight five two one pound, <clears throat> and definitely check that check that up check that and all other episodes out. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, as we did say, of course, it was a special double dose, as, of course, at 7 o'clock this past, um, of course, last night, we did bring you, of course, a special edition of WWS Outside the Ropes, which we, it was, we did prolong it here a little bit past the 8 o'clock hour, but we were able to get a few little key stories in, including a couple of wrestling-themed stories that we normally do not do on, on Outside the Ropes because we primarily talk about movies, music, sports, and all that stuff. Uh, but of course, like I said, we did bring in a couple of things, including, of course, the fact that now TNA, the TNA name is no longer going to be used for the for their company, it is now going to be rebranded as Global Force Wrestling because of their merger between TNA and Global Force. Of course, Jeff Jarrett being, of course, being the catalyst of all that, as we discussed. Um, but of course, we did get the the hot seat movie trivia challenge in. JD did quite well with that. As all know, it was a great, it was a great show. Uh, but like outside the ropes, ladies and gentlemen, normally we'll be back. Hopefully, we'll definitely be back to its Wednesday night time slot. Of course, 6:30 to 7:30. Call ID 141-387-POUND right here on TalkShoe.com. And of course, speaking of last night, of course that brings us to last night's edition of Revolution, where of course we actually were, um, we we did go a little bit over over 11 o'clock on that as well. As of course, once again, we always we we, did, we brought you some uh, like I said some wrestling news and views courtesy of JD. Also, John had not made it on yet, so I did bring in the rest of the history here for last night. And of course, we did follow through with some big time talk and discussion on different things. And of course, what we did also what we also did 
Um, we also talked about it in some interesting detail about the story that I just brought you from Wolf, the, from the history report on Thursday about the Ironman Heavy Metal Weight Championship. Some of the some of the people and animals and everything else. I mean, some of the animals really got my, my attention. Everything from a a dog to a cat to a monkey was holders of this belt. Uh, I mean, like I said, I mean, some interesting stuff happening in Japan. And ladies and gentlemen, the belt, one thing we talked about this, what we talked about with this belt, that the belt is still being, is still being uh, defended today. Right now it's currently being held by a wrestler named Laura James uh, who won it at an event uh, actually a week ago today in Austin, Texas. So there's no time they may end up updating this, and of course, there may be somebody else holding, may be someone else grabbing this belt here really, really soon. So you never know what could happen. And of course, you know, I mean, it could pop up anywhere around our neck of the woods, from up in Canada, where Gerard, up in around, around Ontario, Canada, where Gerard is, Pittsburgh, to where uh, JD, JD, and Fonzie, and, and uh, all of them are. Um, Virginia, where Michelle and John are at. North Carolina, where I'm at right here. Uh, it could happen anywhere. So we just have to we have to watch and see what happens with that. But, uh, but all in all, like I said, this is this, I believe the story about this belt was pretty much the dominant thing other than the the shocking result of the women's Money in the Bank ladder match from SmackDown Live this past Tuesday was a couple of things that really dominated the week here in the radio network. But as always, ladies and gentlemen, be sure to catch Revolution every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday night from 9 to 11 right here on TalkShoe. Call ID 138-055-POUND. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it there with our lineup here for uh, all that took place here this week. Let's go ahead and run down here. I'm sure that we have some updates here on the number of downloads here <clears throat> of all the shows that took place. Of course, we will first start off with Outside the Ropes. Of course, like I said, special edition that did take place uh, last night. Normally, like I said, you can catch it on you can catch it on uh, um, you can catch it on Friday nights. And at uh, let's see. This has this was updated as of 2:46 p.m. yesterday afternoon, June the 30th. So we may not have this episode lined up here yet, but we already had one download listen for outside the ropes. So it may have been a past episode that uh, that had downloaded. So uh, so at least we got that to start off with, which is good. But this will be updating here really really soon. Of course, I will also check Power Hour now and see what we see if we have anything listed for that. Uh, again, the same thing. We have one download already for Power Hour, even though we're doing the show right now. Uh, sometimes that could happen. I mean, I mean, some folks do would like to probably want to he- listen to uh, listen to our listen to, like I said, past episodes and all that. We appreciate, of course, you know, people you know popping on there and uh, giving that uh, giving us that support. Of course, let's, we'll check out the 80th episode of Wrestling Revisited. Of course, it too hit this milestone earlier this week. Um, but let's see how Revisited did. Revisited ended up so far with two downloads, which is which is very very impressive. So Revisited 
uh, after not being not being uh, broadcast for two weeks and all, but we got revisited back on there. Not a bad recovery right there. Indeed, indeed. So let's see what we have right here for wrestling debate. Of course, from this past Wednesday night, let's see how we did with that. Uh, let's see, wrestling, let's see, yes. Uh, great number here, wrestling debate made it up to three downloads so far. Pressing the bait moving up there also as well, indeed. Of course, like I said, it could be, like I said, the episode from this week. It could be downloads of, I said, past episodes too. But, I mean, we're we're, we're quite uh, we're quite thrilled of that, regardless of however it comes out. Uh, WWS Raw Radio, of course, we'll see how, we'll see how episode number 99 did turn out here for Gerard, J.D., John, and the rest of the gang right here. Uh... Uh, so far, so far for the week, they've gotten two downloads in. So uh, there may be more, of course, by the time this resets itself. This, 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 yes. Let's let's check and see how. Uh, NWO Wolfpack, of course. So uh, let's see how this turned out here for for this week. Of course, like I said, with I'm sure the discussion about this comedic championship belt. Uh, I'm sure there was possibly, I'm sure, a lot of opportunity, a lot of, t- a lot of folks that probably, possibly want to get on there and uh, talk about this. Uh, so far, we've got one download for Wolfpack, but that's okay. Uh, that number, like I'm sure, lots will end up changing here really, really soon. Uh, but like I said, uh, um, you always updates this thing every so often here, so um, we're thankful for that, so that we can keep the numbers up to date and let you know as well. And maybe by the time we have our pro, we do our promo tomorrow night, we'll be able to let you know a little bit more about uh, about what took about what took place. So, uh, uh, Revolution did end. I will go and say last for last week, Revolution did end the week with 11 downloads, which was very 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 tremendous. Uh, this is the first time in a while that is uh, not since a, a couple weeks ago, uh, a couple weeks beforehand. That we actually hit got numbers in the double digits again, but Revolution, like I said, we don't have last night's episode recorded yet. But uh, already, ladies and gentlemen, we got a very unique number right here. Uh, we've got 16 downloads already for this week, and that and and like I said, it has not even factored in last night's Revolution. So we may have some, we may have an may have a very impressive number by the time, like I said, uh, this. This uh, the the past the um, the report updates itself here again, and and let's see how our promos did. Cause we do get some comments about the promos that, of course, that we do on that we do here, of course, promoting all of our shows. We have got two downloads for the promotion, so we've got some great numbers here. Uh, like I said Revolution, of course, once again. Being the top spot here, of course, with like I said, 16 so far. Uh, so we may end up having a we may end up having a big number. It might even make it into the 20s before before it uh, before the, the day is out there. So we'll definitely try to have that number up and available hopefully here for you by the time our we do our promo tomorrow night, which would be around maybe close between uh, 10 and 11 o'clock Eastern. So we'll let you know about that. On that note, ladies and gentlemen. I do want to thank you for joining us here 
for episode number 61 of WWS Power Hour. <clears throat> uh, of course, like I said, um, I'm, was, unfortunately, we did not have we did we did not have um, um, have the rest of our panelists except the hand join us here today. But it's understandable that something I'm sure obviously did happen. Um, but uh, but of course, I mean, I'm sure everyone's getting ready for the Fourth of July holiday. Of course, coming up on Tuesday, so hopefully we'll be able to have uh, we'll have we'll have uh, hopefully some more uh, big time moments here coming up here. Of course, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, in our promos tomorrow, of course, we will have a special nod about WWS Raw Radio being hitting number 100. And also, <clears throat> also a couple of things here, which we'll definitely be talking about here, especially with Great Balls of Fire coming up here, uh, not tomorrow, but next Sunday, uh, we'll definitely be talking about our upcoming prediction show for that as well. So for the entire panel, we can tap the handle, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw saying thank you so much for listening in here this afternoon for episode number 61 of Power Hour. Uh, of course, Power Hour is a broadcast of the WCWS radio network right here on TalkShoot.com, where we're two years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you here during our promos tomorrow night, and also, of course, all of our shows coming up here the coming week. <clears throat> so take care, of take care of yourselves and each other. Have a very safe and happy Fourth of July, and. Of course, I know it's a little bit early, but we'll, we'll like to go ahead and get the word out there as early as we can. Uh, uh, but have a very happy and safe 4th of July uh, uh, weekend. Of course, also the 4th of July itself on Tuesday. But, uh, but of course, uh, the uh, fireworks shooting around all over the place. Just be a little bit careful there. Make sure you don't get anywhere near them. So we don't want to see any accidents happen and all that on America's birthday. But take care of yourselves and each other. <clears throat> And, of course, as always, here in the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com. God bless everyone.
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.